Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Fascinating Nouns. We are still the galaxy's most trusted source for incredible people, places, things, and ideas. Now as we arrive here at this curious nexus point, we explore the strange, unusual, offbeat, bizarre, intriguing, interesting, invigorating, quirky, quaint, quizzical, weird, wild, wacky, the fun, the frivolous, and the fringe, plus all the spaces in between. I am your host, Daniel J. Glenn. Alright, with this episode, we truly answer the question if we are the galaxy's most trusted source because we are talking with Wendy Piatek, who is, in her own words, just a mom from Indiana. Well, she's more than just a mom from Indiana. She's a genuine UFO experiencer. Now, I say that because, to me, and this may sound bizarre, the true test of whether someone is telling the truth or whether they are making things up or whether they're crazy to me has always been what do they have to gain from this well i will tell you wendy was very difficult to convince to talk to me she has nothing to promote and all she's really looking for are other people with similar experiences now i don't know how much more pure you can get than that so in my estimation what she has to say i think you should really listen to some fantastic stories uh, we're going to get to them in just a second. First, I want to just give quick plugs to my show, the show you're already listening to, which seems kind of silly to give plugs. But if you like what you hear, there are several easy ways to keep up with the show. Twitter, at Daniel J. Glenn. Videos on YouTube, YouTube channel Daniel J. Glenn. If you're looking for pictures, a lot of the stuff we have, supplemental material, pictures, videos. Pinterest, fascinating noun. Don't ask why there isn't an S. Uh, if you want to just get the newsletter that I put out every week, which just tells you what's coming up on the shows in the future, what this week's about, updates that it's coming, at the bottom of my website, fascinatingnouns.com, you can sign up for the newsletter. It's free. And if you want to just get, without thinking, just get this show every Tuesday morning on your iPhone or on your inbox or w wherever you subscribe to iTunes, go to iTunes, subscribe. Fascinating Nouns is all you look for. It's got my silly face, goofy logo. And boom, you're already there. So easy enough. Oh, there's also Facebook. You can like us on Facebook, and uh, it'll tell you when brand new episodes are coming out. So without further ado, let's talk to Wendy Piatek. Wendy, thanks for being here. So Dan, do you think that most people are kooky? Because when I first started in this, that's what I thought most people were like, kind of, especially out here. <laughs> but, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore. Do I think people are kooky? I don't know that my opinion matters that much. Um, I uh, think that there's... When you're that, interviewing. I guess when you're interviewing people, mm -hmm. do you ever interview somebody and you're thinking, what am I doing here? This is like a crazy person. I, I don't think I have yet. I've definitely been in rooms with people that I've felt that way about. I don't think I've interviewed anyone like that. Uh, I really like to listen. I try to do pre-screens. Mm -hmm. um, I've had people who are very eccentric, and I've had people who are, um, you know, kind of, they have different ideas, but I think that that's part of, like, what makes them interesting. I think that's what makes people interesting is a different way of thinking. So they approach things in a different way. It doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean that they're kooky. They just, their mind works differently. Um, but I have, yes, to answer your question, I have been in rooms with people that I thought were certifiable. Um, there's also been people I've been in the room with that I'm on the fence with. I'm not sure. Right. And, um, you know, that stuff, I'm okay with that, you know. I right. mean, because then it's like, okay, well, then we have a conversation. Then I can find out. Interesting. Um, but, no, I don't think so. But I don't do a lot of, you know, I think your question is, is more pointed towards UFOs. I haven't interviewed a lot of people who, who do right. UFO or alien type stuff. Um, so my, my short answer to that is I don't have enough data set to give right. you an answer because uh, my stuff, you know, it's all kinds of... And for me, that is an answer. So it's like you're obviously not running into a lot of people when you do this job no. where you go, you know, what am I doing? What am no. I... No, not usually. I mean, I pre-screen people mm -hmm. uh, right. to the best of my ability. Sometimes I don't have to. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do a better job with it than others. Right. Um, but if that answers your question. I give long-winded yeah. answers sometimes. No, that's interesting. You know, just you saying sitting on the fence, I think since these events started happening to me and my family, I sit on the fence more. Mm -hmm. And before I was like, oh, you know, sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. And um, I'm much more on the fence now to where I listen better to people. Maybe maybe if it could happen to me. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't know why I think I'm the only person that is sane and I always say, why would I lie? There's nothing to lie. <laughs> you know, why? You know, yeah. look at me. I, I, there's, I, I don't need the attention. I don't need anything. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I am much more on the fence when I hear people or their events. And 
Um, and that's changed, I think, since everything has happened. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, you know, let's say I'm on the fence with someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're telling me something that I, I've never heard of before and that I have a, I'm having a hard time believing. Mm-hmm. Well, the event that changes that is me experiencing the same event they experienced right. or something like it. Once Good. that happens, all of a sudden they're not crazy anymore and the rest of the world is. Right. You know, I and it, that's all it takes. Totally. And, and, and I was there. <laughs> right. I understand. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the approach I take is it's, you know, who am I to judge when someone's speak, speaking to me in a rational way, whether they're crazy or not. I don't know. Right. Because um, all I have to do is experience it, and then I mean, there's things that I've experienced that have changed, um, like my perception on things. Right. And before that, I was one way, and afterward, I was another. Like not necessarily profoundly life changing, but oh wow, there is something else out there. Right. You know. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers any of your questions, but um, yeah, it does. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so now you, how did you get into the, I mean, like, what was your first experience? I mean, cause you must, you're asking me this. So you must've had a point where you, like everything changed for you. I mean, cause yeah. you describe yourself as like a, just a mom from Indiana. Right. Yeah. Are you and a mom from Indiana? I am a mom from Indiana. Okay. You know, and your story some, checks out. Pardon me. Oh, so I want to make sure your story checks out. It does. Check okay. Out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, and here we're sitting in California and I'm mm-hmm. like, I am a mom from Indiana, but what in the heck am I doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it. four years ago, almost, you know, to the day probably, um, I had told my husband, and, and it was a joke, but it was one of those things where I kept looking outside, but I knew Venus was out. It was a beautiful summer we were having, and um, I would see these stars. Like, I'd look outside and see this bright star, like maybe around 5 or 6 in the evening, and then it was a joke because I'm thinking, wow, it must be every window. I'm looking out, this bright star is there. But I knew nothing about astronomy. I knew nothing about the stars and planets, just asking people, what is that? And they go, oh, it's Venus or whatever's out this summer. And I'm like, okay, great. And um, I w- it, it got a little bit obvious, but still silly. I didn't give it much thought. And I was kidding with my husband. And I said, you know, I think there's a star following me. And as a medical doctor, he, I mean, we were laughing. And he goes, you know, you better be careful who you tell, right? And I go, mm. I know, right, but, you yeah. know. And it wasn't probably... I mean, within a week, I mean, a matter of days, my niece and I were at my office in Indianapolis, and um, we're surrounded by office buildings and apartment complexes, and um, I had told the Humane Society of the United States that I was volunteering with that I would take over 200 roosters, whom I had never been up close to a rooster, that I would house them in these, this garage area that I had in the city of Indianapolis. Um, they were doing a rooster fighting bust, and I would hold them for them for five days until the state of Indiana figured out what it was going to do with them. <laughs> Can I pause you for one second? Yeah. So this star that you saw in the sky, this happened for how long did you see it every night? Oh, you know, it happened like for... Like a week, two weeks? You know, like maybe long enough to where you start going, huh, you know, maybe a week, maybe... Same spot in the sky? No. I would so look out move. the windows and like, there's Venus, you know, but it wasn't even anything I consciously was really like until probably the last couple of days. Uh-huh. And it just seemed brighter. It seemed bigger. But it was a, I remember it was a beautiful summer in Indiana. We don't have the best of, you know, weather. It rains a lot. It's yeah. humid. And, and it was just really nice weather. So we were out a lot. And um, it there was something, something caught my eye. Let's just put it that way. There, I don't know if it was consciously or subconsciously. Something was different. Okay. That for a person who never really looks up, I found myself looking up. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Okay. So the rooster. Sorry. So, so the rooster. Yeah, so, the, so the rooster. So. You know, the Humane Society brings over 200-plus roosters. Um, I called my niece from Florida. I said, oh, my gosh, can you fly up here and help me? I have to take care of these roosters that keep spitting at me. And it was, you know, what I didn't realize, it's so hot and humid in Indiana in the summer. Mm -hmm. We had to leave all the garage doors up. I couldn't put Mm -hmm. them down and go to to my home at night to sleep. So we were there, you know, going on 48 hours. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm thinking, I've got roosters cock-a-doodle-doing in the middle of the night. You know when it's morning, that's for sure. (laughs) You know, and they were confused is what was the funny part. And I'm thinking, what are these people thinking in this apartment complex and this business? It was just, it was kind of, it was a really funny scene. And um, so Ashley and I were standing outside, and it was close to 2 o'clock in the morning, and um, we were hot, and it was humid, and I know the Humane Society had brought over hay for the roosters that had bugs in it and I'm thinking what did I get myself into what did you know and we were actually in a my husband runs a medical practice so Uh the other half of the building is a medical practice that was starting to smell like roosters now at this point and and I'm thinking what have I done and but you know counting down the days and so we're just standing there exhausted and we're looking up the sky we're standing in the back back parking lot and 
I was just being silly and, and kind of thinking of the, the star that I thought was following me in a joking way. And I said, hey, Ashley, look at that. Because there it was again, that big, bright star. And I knew it was a planet. It had to be a planet. And um, I said, hey, Ashley, look, that's a UFO. I'm joking. I was, it was, I was kidding. It was a joke. And she goes, Aunt Wendy, that's like a planet. I go, I know. And so we got talking about something else. And it had to be only around 15 minutes later. And, I, and Ashley and I had not moved our, our spots. And I said, Ashley, look at that. That planet went from you know, to the left side of the pole, to the right side of the pole. And you didn't see it move. It we just did not see it move at all. And, but we're exhausted. Right. And she go, and she looked at me and I mean, she goes earth rotation. And I go, yeah. And we got talking a little bit longer and, but not, and I'm thinking, and I even said to her, I said, Ooh, we'd be hanging on to things if things were going that fast. But it was enough time that where you're like questioning it. Plus uh-huh. you got 200 roosters cockadoodle doing. So right. you have no right to question anything <laughs> right, at this point. Yeah. Right. And so we, we were staring at this planet, star, whatever it was, and it fell. It had to be thousands of feet because it came to eye level to us. It crisscrossed my parking lot twice, and then it made an oval. And it wasn't an oval like an egg standing up, an oval flat. And then I can remember thinking, oh, my God, this is real. Oh, my God, how big, how wide. And I couldn't see a shape because it was so bright, but I could see it waffling back and forth. Now, when you, um, hold on. When you say that it dropped, how many? Not now towards you in the sky. It, so did it become bigger? Was it like in the parking lot, or was it, it still was, in the sky? When you're looking up in the sky, and your head would drop down to where it's like. Oh, okay, know, I, so eye level, eye but still distance-wise. I mean, wise, it could have been thousands of feet away from us, but mm-hmm. it, our our heads both went like, you know, dogs when they look at something together. It's just yeah. straight down, and it, we it crisscrossed twice, and then did the flat oval. And then went whoop, back up and it was silence. I mean, it was just, we didn't hear anything. But the next thing I hear is Ashley saying, oh, that's not right. And we were stunned. We were stunned. And then I, all I could think of is I have to get this photograph. I had my camera at my office because of the roosters. I'd been taking pictures of the roosters and um, ran inside and grabbed my camera. And I filmed it. On the film, it looks like a bright star in the sky. I know exactly what it, it did. Ashley knows exactly what it did. Um, and you hear me in the footage actually saying, I've seen this. I've seen this before. Which, which now when I look back is really interesting to me because I, I linked them together without really consciously thinking about Wait, it. Linked what, link what Like together? the bright star that I thought had been following me to yeah. this bright star now that had dropped down and crisscrossed my parking lot. Uh-huh. And, uh, and in the footage, you hear me say, I'm trying to stay calm. And I'm saying, Ashley... I've seen this before. I've seen yeah. this star. The star's been following me. Yeah. And then you hear the roosters all cockadoodle doing. So it's a, it's almost like this really funny, odd piece of f- first footage that I have. Um, when I'm looking through the camera, I see it blinking red, green, red, green. It doesn't pick up. This is just a little tiny camera at the time. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and the experiences haven't stopped after that. So... So that's the first experience. That was the very first experience. And so now, now you've taken that experience, and, and so you're kind of looking for answers now. I mean, you're kind of like looking around the... Absolutely. So yeah. how does it, what is your search, like what, what's the goal of your search? You know, I would like to find people like me at this point. I, I started, you know, crisscrossing the country, mm-hmm. trying to interview as many people as I can possibly interview. And What types of people are you looking to interview? You know, I, I first started reading books, and so, um, you know, I... I I ran to like the MUFON conventions. I ran to, you know, different, anything that had anything to do with UFOs. I contacted NASA. Um, I contacted, I, I wanted legitimate, you know, my husband's a medical doctor. I have a degree in, you know, science research. So everything had to be based in science to me. I had to be able to measure it. I had to be able to film it. I had to have a witness to it or it just doesn't count for me. I'm still to that day. I am exactly like that. And, and I have had experiences by myself that if I don't get them filmed and if, if someone is not with me, I won't, I won't even mention them to anyone. It, it just doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's good. I mean, because, you know, a, a critique of you could be that you're an eccentric lady from the Midwest with too much money who wants to make a name for herself. Right. But that's obviously can't be the case. I mean, you have a degree. And you're I don't You're doing have science research. <laughs> and you exactly. don't have too, who, yeah. No one can have too much money. That's right. Um, and, you, and, and you have footage of these things with right. other people. Of course. So yeah. you're doing all the right things because uh, if you weren't doing that, that could be kind of detrimental, right. you know. Exactly. Um, and that's what makes this case, your case, is so intriguing to me, mm-hmm. is that you're you're an an average person, right? Um, 
you're smart and you seem credible and yet you're having all these experiences right. and you don't know what they mean. Because a lot of people, one of the tip-offs for me is people who have N or two experiences and then claim to know everything about it. Like, oh, this is, you know, the people from the Zeta Reticulas coming down. Oh, and right. it's like, well, you don't know that. Right. You know, you don't even know that this is alien in nature. That's you right. You know, I mean, this could, it, it could be anything. That's right. Um, That's exactly right. And, and I don't think you, and I could be wrong, but I don't, you haven't said to me that this is alien in nature. Could be, could, could be not, could, couldn't be, but you know what I'm trying to say. You, you know, actually, the, the more I got into researching it, at first I'm like, UFO, UFO. And then I'm like, ooh, is this military? is this interdimensional. Mm. And I got pushed into areas that I did not even want to go in, nor did I have, did I have real interest in at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It was quite a journey. Yeah, and I mean, and that's kind of, you know, I think that's where, you know, with, with UFO stuff, people make that conclusion. I think because people want to believe that there's an, another race of aliens or whatever, or an, and other people out there. Right. And the easiest way to say that in this day and age, because we can't really use the word magic anymore, it's, oh, well, it's aliens. You know, if we see crazy stuff in the sky that seems to defy the laws of physics as we know them, it has to be another race of beings because it couldn't possibly be something that we're capable of. But, you know, as as we're told several times, you know, the the technology we see is 30 years behind what we're actually capable of, you know? I mean, I just read a book about Area 51, and it's the, the you know, the, the, the spy craft they had there that they were, that was functional and during World War II was, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of what people thought they were capable of. Right. You know, I'm I mean, surprised only 30 years. I would, you know, I would yeah. guess even further. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't know yeah. that we have, you know, that we can control lights in the sky, but it's possible. You know, it's definitely possible. Um, so what now you've tell me about the one of the things that, that makes you unique is that you you tell me about something I've never heard of before, mm -hmm. which is the blue diamond. Right. What is that? I, mean, I, have, I no have no idea. idea. <laughs> I have no if idea you don't what know. it is. If you knew, we would all be happy. I guess. Um, <laughs> what, is an ex what is a typical experience? A with typical a experience with a yeah, blue diamond. There we go. Um, you know, and let me say this too, is, is one of the things that I knew I wasn't losing my mind is when I would have experiences, I was learning along the way from a, a, a subject matter that I knew nothing about. So when I would experience the blue diamond or I would experience another craft, I just assumed all UFOs were, looked like saucers that you saw on TV, and they don't. Uh, from my experience, they don't. Um, but I would see, like we're talking about the Blue Diamond, I had come home one night, and my sister had moved up from Florida, and she was living with us at the time. And when my sister and I are together, there has a tendency to be much more activity, and I don't know why, but it, it You mean just, extra activity in UFO the sky? activity, okay. yeah. Um, so I, I had come home one night, and and I went in the house, and her name is Linda. And I said, Linda, I think there's something back in the woods. I live on a wooded ravine. And so, you know, grabbed my video camera, and it was turned on, which I didn't realize. And I was I was just, like, holding it, like kind of waist-length is holding it. And I said, Linda. <laughs> amateur hour. Amateur hour, yeah. It's like, you know. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm I really need a photography class is what I need. Is I mean, I still to this day, I'm like, it, when do you think it about it? It adds to your credibility. I know, exactly. So I am. Um, you know, and I said, Linda, I think there's something in the woods. And we were standing in the backyard, and, and she goes, oh, it's just an airplane. You hear in the footage, go, it's just an airplane. And I looked up, and there was an airplane going over. And I go, no. And I, you know, was down in the woods, and I could see, like, something in there. And, and mind you, between my house and the next street behind us is 37 acres, because I actually got the plat and, you know, went and asked somebody, of wow. solid woods. So yeah. um, wow. it, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of wood. So, I, and I said, you know, so anyway, I, I'm like, Linda, no, look over there. And as soon as I said that, this thing where it had no real shape except for, it, to me, I always re say reference it, Wendy, so you can remember later on. And I thought of a big teardrop, and it was probably 30, 40 feet high, very fluid, and it came out of the woods and went whoop, and I have the footage. I was so... And it hung in the sky, and it was a perfect diamond that you could see with your eye. It wasn't through the, the viewfinder. It was this beautiful, perfect diamond. With, and the, the blue was like this, um, it was a teal blue. It wasn't like a navy blue or a dull blue. It was, it was this beautiful blue. It had a red bar going across it. Um, I could see pink behind it, like in the center it was pink. So it was more pastel -y, but the, the blue was just like it's neon blue. It was, it was very pretty, even though I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. um, and it hung very low in our backyard for probably 
I don't know, three or four days. And three then, or four days? Three or four days, yeah. And it would, and then after that, the, the bar went away. The red bar went away. What that means, I have no idea. So I immediately get online, and there's a guy in New York City that's filming the same thing. And so, and, and, and to this day, if you get on, go to YouTube and put in Blue Diamond UFO, and you'll see other people that were able to film it, which I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. And so it, it would get higher and higher. It took about... I would guess around six to eight weeks to where it would get really high. When it got very high, it would be a ball. And we can literally, and I have footage of this, where you can literally say, can you be the diamond? Could you go in the diamond? And you'll see it almost try to push itself into a diamond, and it'll go into a diamond. And these are things that we could see with our eye. It wasn't, you know, obviously you could see it better through the lens finder, but you could see it with your eye. Toward the end of the time, the end of the time with the diamond, doesn't it sound crazy? The end of the time with our little yeah, diamond. Yeah, Another nuts. diamond, another little blue dot would join it. I have lots of footage of that too, so I don't know if it was his friend. Um, I have no idea. But the diamond, I realized, started following me around the country. Um, I have footage of the diamond over LAX one night where I have a tendency to shop too much in Los Angeles and stopped it. Mm-hmm. It was Staples. It, there's a Staples and an Office Depot at the end of LAX, if anybody needs to know. <laughs> so, you know, I ran in, got a box and tape and threw things in a box, and you can ship there. And before I ran in, I thought, there's no way. And I always try to reference things like, okay, it's over the S or it's over the D. You know, I always, mm-hmm. to see if it moves. Because, you know, I've been fooled. Yeah. I've been fooled before. So, um, and I thought, this can't be. So I go in and get the box, bring it back out to my car to throw the, my stuff in and um, oh my gosh, it's moved down to the, the, you know, whatever letter. And then all of a sudden, and you know, it'll go whoop, and it'll go into the bright diamond, like, yes, it's me. And I saw, I have this perfect footage of this airplane coming over the top of it. And I think you hear me go, you're going to get hit. And it scoots over. I mean, it's fascinating. But now, I, I've been all over the world, and it's popped out. So. Well, I do want to say, if you're going to talk about footage, we are going to put it up on the, on the website, if that's all right. Because I want people to see this stuff, Great. if you have it. Okay. Yes. Um, so you have now the tr- now I will tell you that the trick the trick with um, the trick with perception when you say like it's over the S or over the T mm-hmm. you have to be standing in the same spot because be, you know the S and T are extremely close to you right. uh, in relation to it to the S and T behind it so you have to be careful using that as how it moves because you'd have to be standing in the exact same spot you may be i'm just letting you know that that it can get really tricky because you know you you step a foot to the left and all of a sudden it moves that's absolutely right i have i mean i'm not an expert in how i stand what an odd thing but yeah i I have learned (laughs) i have learned by accident right and you know it has to be you know when i say the stars move i know that when you stare at a star it'll look like it wiggles i Mm -hmm. know that now just from all of this um, when I talk about movement, I'm talking about, I call it no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. Anybody would have gone, oh my gosh, what is that? Yeah. Um, so when I talk about movement, it has to be pretty remarkable, yeah. or I just don't mention it. Um, so. No, that's fair. Now, the thing about the blue diamond mm-hmm. is, for me, if, if when I hear this initially, I think to myself, refraction. Of course. You know, kaleidoscope. Right. Because... You know, even lens flare, when anyone has a camera out, if light hits it at a certain angle, a high, you know, a, a stark angle, it makes little circles, it makes lines. Um, it makes diamonds. It makes yeah. diamonds. Right. And, I, right. you know, the blue, I don't, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm just using a rational mind to explain what could this possibly be, you know. I'm, I'm an Occam's razor kind of right. guy. I love you that. Know? I um, love that. Because so, I was a skeptic for a long time, too. Yeah. yeah. Right. So why is it not that? Because, you know, it is not that because of, you know, several things. I could see it with my eye very easily for a long time. A lot of people could see it with their eye for a long time. Um, As it got higher, I understand exactly what you're saying. It started turning into this ball. And so it was this big white ball that had like these spikes coming out of it. It looked different than like a star, but I think anybody driving down the street would think there's a star. you know, I totally understand. I can only tell you my experience and the people that were with me with their experiences over oh, were with it. I know one night my cousin and I were in La Cunada up on the foothills, and I am not intuitive by, I'm probably unintuitive. Um, I'm just not that, I wish I were, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not. And, um, and we all. But we were at her house in La Cunada, and I said, Julie, I think, I don't know, I'm seeing some things that just don't look right. And she goes, let's go up to the foothills. And it was Julie and her five-year-old little girl and I was just 
it's like I knew somehow I knew and this thing goes whoop and we have the footage of that and we all kind of gasp at the same time and go oh you know and, and the great part is you hear her little daughter go Aunt Wendy can you turn it pink and I'm like we can try <laughs> yeah. not gonna happen but we can try um, yeah all I can say is through experience and, and when I gather with my other footage um, and maybe it's military maybe it's a new star that we all haven't invented or we all haven't seen before I don't know what it is I have no idea I can only tell you my experiences with it um, it stayed with me for a matter of weeks it started very low some of the characteristics in it, it gradually worked its way up some of the gra um, characteristics of it um, like the red bar to me that means something to me because mm. when I saw it on the footage from the guy in New York who I tried to call several times would not call me back I will I will hunt him down. You, you should hunt him it. down. I will hunt him down. Use the down. power of this show yeah, to hunt like, the man down. Really, if you are the guy, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, you know the guy. Yeah. Hunt me. Yeah, I think he worked. I actually think he worked in a photography, too. Really? A video, yeah. Oh. So I'll find him. You find him. But, um, you know, you, you just put it all together, and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's a phenomenon that I've never heard of before. And it's also a phenomenon that there isn't a lot on the Internet about. Right. I mean, there's not a lot. You know what's really interesting, too? I'd gone to um, probably my second year into all this. This is year four now, starting year four. Is um, I had gone into a, a, a MUFON convention, that their symposium that they were having in the Cincinnati area. MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network. It's right. national. Right, and trying to talk to people, trying to, to get information, walked into where they have where they're what is a vending room where they're selling things, and mm. there was there was a booth set up with a big poster, and I could probably get you a picture of it, and it says, "Have you seen this star?" And I'm like, "That's my diamond." And so I walked wow, up really? to the people and I said, "This this," is, and I showed her the footage, and and they were amazed. And she said, oh, my gosh, did you see it for a minute or two minutes? And I'm like, heck no, the thing follows me around. I saw it for like six weeks. It doesn't follow me around now. But um, they were totally, they had. They are obsessed wow. with finding this shape. And they had different theories of it, which I, I don't know about. But, uh, you know, they think it's very spiritual. They think it's, um, you know, the, the Star of David. They were wow. trying to tell me all different things. I don't know. I, I, just, I just know someone else was looking for it as well. Yeah. And other people, and like, and they had the information on other people being able to see it around the world. Now, when you say it follows you around, I mean, so it doesn't follow you. This is only the, that six-week period. Have you seen right. it since? You know what? I saw it came back in one September, but it was white, which was really interesting to me. Hmm. And I had read somebody somewhere else on the Internet. They had saw it again, and it was white. And then it was gone, and that was it. I, I filmed it for probably, oh, a week or two in downtown Indianapolis. And um, no more. It's gone. And how long ago was that? It was about a year. See, about see, it's almost September, so probably about a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your most what's your most recent experience? Oh gosh, let me think. Um, or even, are you still experiencing, or is this? I am this? still experiencing. They're different. They're, you know, one thing I, I started to learn that, that I do believe they come in um, not fads or cycles. Um, I was coming down Olympic. Boulevard one night um, after it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was this coming is in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, coming from a party, and um, I thought, "What in the heck is that?" And I pull over, and even in LA, there's not a whole bunch of traffic two o'clock in the morning. And um, but there was traffic a little bit, so I'm there's looking. Always traffic. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> is this car reflection? Is this? Yeah. And um, I was on Olympic and Butler because my daughter went to Butler University. Mm. So I'm, and I'm constantly trying to reference things, always where am I, where exactly is my car, so I can come back here and photograph. And I, I literally saw these balls line up one at a time, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Got a great photograph of that. Um, and I'm thinking, is it an airplane? But I thought, well, if it's, if it's an airplane, it's gonna crash into the building across the street. And it just hung, it just hung. So. I took the best photograph and I probably gave it to you or, you know, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. What was interesting about that is right after that, I went to one of the, the CERO, it's like C-E-R-O meetings, um, lectures. They have them every other month. And now, let me, so that is a group that is basically for experiencers. Experiencers. Uh, it stands for something. Yeah. stands for something. I don't it's, have it on yeah, top of my I head right now, either, but, uh, but it's, so it's, a, it's a group right. here that's that's their yeah, focus. Run by Yvonne Smith, and mm -hmm. it's a really good support group for people who have had experiences. And then they have what's called Serial International, where every other month they bring in people that lecture, that have, they're really interesting people that have authors and 
and experiencers and, and it's, it's it's a really good group to get involved with but um I, I was at their group and they had who is the mexican newscaster that has all the footage oh man i don't know yeah he he has all just all this great footage and he, is he is he an american newscaster uh, or is it, or it's in Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Well, Mexico, you know, Mexico has. Oh, yeah. I mean, their government's not as doesn't do as much cover up with UFO yeah, sightings. You know, and a lot of major footage. countries now have released all their UFO. UFO. Yeah, Mexico's actually yeah. one of the better ones. I mean, they've yeah. they've got some pretty amazing footage there. They've got great footage. Yeah. And, and he had put it all together. Huh. And he was showing all this footage, and he he had mentioned too that now we're seeing all these balls line up, and I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, you know, I've got that exact picture. And then he had one picture that just, it was chilling to where a lightning had struck um, at the time that somebody was taking pictures of the balls lining up and it was actually a craft. And those were the lights around the craft. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So who knows? Wow, that'd yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Someone really, so that's a real picture. That's a real picture. I gotta find that and put that up on the website. That is, wow, lightning crashing. I'm writing this down now. Lightning, yeah. Just to yeah. keep it interesting for those at home. Uh, now let's talk about your first experience because mm-hmm. you were telling me about this, and this is I'm let's let's go into it first before I go crazy. So tell me about your first paranormal experience. Paranormal or yeah. UFO? No paranormal experience. Oh gosh, um, you know, you know this could be like a movie series. <laughs> you know, the the first you know, after my house became haunted with the UFOs. You know, you know, there's a huge correlation now between people who have a lot of UFO experience, their houses become haunted. I have but, heard that. Yeah. And, you know, again, you're like, yeah, right, whatever. But there might be a, there might be a link. I don't know that I'm ready to say that there is. But, I mean, energy is energy, maybe psychic energy yeah. and spiritual energy of, of a connection. And you certain know, people are channels for it. I don't know. I don't know either. But it surely happened to us. In fact, I called in a ghost hunting group. And, um, I, you know, you, you end up in places that you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> I have a ghost yeah. hunting group coming to my house tonight. This is Well, before crazy. that, you told me a story um, when you were in your 20s about it's like a men in black story. Oh, my gosh. That was, the, you know, the very beginning. You know, people always ask me, because this is so new for us, did this ever happen as a kid? Because a lot of, in fact, almost everyone that I interviewed would say, oh, since I was a child mm-hmm. or my whole family, my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, no, no, no. I would say, I don't have dreams. I don't feel like I've been taken. You know, what do you do? Um, it, it, and, and then, you know, when you, you're young and you're talking about, oh, have you ever seen a ghost? And I said, oh, you know, one night in my bedroom, I had just come home from college for a weekend and I, I wasn't asleep. I just got into bed and I turned over and there was this guy and he was in a double-breasted, like 1950s type, you know, I guess what they wore with the hat mm-hmm. and the, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I screamed and, of course, my parents come running in and I'm saying, I'm wide awake. I wasn't even sleepy when I went to bed and and so I just kind of brushed it off off of oh that must have been my grandfather who I never really knew came mm. to visit me so right. when someone would ask you know have you ever seen a ghost I'm like oh yeah my grandfather came to visit me yeah well it wasn't until when my experience started and I started reaching out I mean and I, I'm pretty inquisitive let's just be I'm pretty curious about yeah. life and um I, Deb Jordan who um, was Bud Hopkins had it was his case who was a very famous researcher mm-hmm. you know way back yeah. when she happened to live in Indiana about 45 minutes from me and so MUFON said you really need to talk we'll, we'll put you in contact with Deb Jordan I said terrific and this was all very new within like the first couple of weeks and, and so she drove down to Indianapolis and was talking to me and she said you know what I'm going to give you and I, and I kept saying I don't do this this is not my life I know nothing about UFOs but some really crazy things are happening to us and I'm, I'm scared. And so she said, let me give you my, my DVD from my first talk. And I said, okay. And so, you know, I'm in bed late one night, I put in the DVD and, and I'm watching it. And it got to the point where she said, and this man in black with double-breasted coat, you know, mm. the hat, he described my grandfather. I'm like, right, what is my yeah. grandfather visiting you for, you know? <laughs> right. and, um, and she said when she started having experiences, this guy would like come into her bedroom and come places. And um, I, I got up and, and turned the, the DVD off and I actually said, hell no, no, this does not happen in my life. Yeah. And um, that was, you know, you go through these different stages of 
probably like the stages of death, you know, of denial. Yeah, so that was something like denial. That's the yeah. first one. And, you know, and then I went through a bargaining of, look, you can come talk to me, but you can't take me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and now I think I'm ready to go on the ship for a ride, but I don't really, wanna, I don't want to see you. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to see you. But, um, Wait, so you would be, you would do that? You know, I might. I mean, honestly, I might. It's been, I've had so many experiences now. And I I think, you know, during the time you start gathering information and going, okay, you know, if you did take me, I didn't know about it. And you brought me back, (laughs) you know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, You know, probably because I know they wouldn't hurt me because they sure had a lot of opportunity to do it before. Well, how do you know that? Because I think they would have by now. But then I'm a human and I'm thinking in a human fashion. Mm Mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, sometimes when you're you put you know if you're in the wild and surviving, you put right. it's called the bait and switch. You put food out there, you get someone comfortable with it. Oh, the squirrel, you know, the rabbit thinks, oh, he didn't hurt me last time when there was food out there, and then all of a sudden the third time, now your dinner. Yeah, but you know, I, I would assume that they are so far advanced that mm-hmm. you know they would have done it by now, or maybe they have, and I just don't know it. Um, yeah, do you think you've been abducted? I don't know. I, I tell people, no, no, I don't think so. I, I have no experiences on a ship. I have no, you know, I've had extraordinary events happen to me where, like with my sister and my friend Pam, to where we're groggy, a little bit groggy afterwards, but there's no missing time. There's no, um, I, I've always just kind of said, you know what, our adrenaline was so high. You know, after you come through something like that, it's like running a marathon. It's, you know, you have to sort it out in your brain. You have to, you know, there have been times when my sister and I will sit down and, and and, and, you know, we'll write down, what do I know for sure? Because this is crazy stuff. What mm-hmm. do I know for sure? Yeah. And no matter what anybody else says, this is what I'll go to my grave with. And this is what I believe to be true, whether it is or not. If they're screen images, I don't know. But I, I do believe them to be true for my life and for the people that were around me. Yeah. What you had mentioned to me uh, when we were talking that you would be willing to take a polygraph test. I would. Actually, you want to take I a polygraph test. I want to encourage it, yeah. In fact, I was looking up and like, online polygraph test people and but i just don't want anybody i want <laughs> this is like i was i want the best i want like the fbi guy <laughs> <laughs> they got to be out there mm-hmm. well, and, and you know and i think we talk about this a little bit because what my counterpoint to that is you know like i believe that you believe what you're saying right so a polygraph test all it's testing is whether you believe what you're saying because you can fool a polygraph test in several ways one of them is truly believing what you're saying and that way your body doesn't react to a lie because really what your body's doing is it's reacting against the grain of what it knows to be true versus what is you're saying is right. to be true i mean that's why like you know um sociopaths can pass a lie detector test you right. know so i don't know that it, it i don't know that that proves anything than that you believe what you believe and i believe that you believe it i, I know you're not and doing I a polygraph for I me believe it too. and you believe you believe it uh <laughs> right. you know i think so what happens when I show you a picture of when I was downtown Atlanta in the middle of the day, and these balls start following me around? And, and they I line know, up in the, in the triangle. I saw yeah, that picture. Yeah, they, they lined up. And, and, you know, and that's another reason that I'm not so fearful, because that day was so extraordinary to me. And there's things that led up to that day um, that it's like, oh, my gosh, they do listen to you, and they are very logical. And, you know, right before I got ready to land in Atlanta, I, right before we dipped down below the clouds, I looked out and you start playing games with them. I go, in my head, I'm going, look, if you just show me you, I won't tell anybody. It'll be our little secret, yeah. you know? And it was probably, you know, and I know they're not gonna show me because I'm, I'm as logical as anybody else. I'm like, I know they're not gonna pop out. That would be really goofy. And, um, but two days later, I walk out of my ho- hotel by the CNN building there. And um, I, was, I was looking, there, were, there was a, a a protest going on uh, about Syria and I, I was watching that and I looked up and I thought no way there's no way and they started out as rectangles and they were such the color of the sky it would have been really hard for anyone else to to see them coming out at first except for of course I had to grab the guy next to me and go hey do you see that and and I actually think he made the the report to move on I'm not sure because when they start having, go, I, I always say, would you please report that to MUFON so we can have some document. Why don't you report it, it to MUFON? You know, 
That's real. I actually in Atlanta, I did call the head of the director of MUFON there. You don't. I, I'm sure you know the MUFON. I think you thought. I, I know the crazy. head of MUFON LA now. Yeah. You know. You know. I report I, your own UFO I, sightings. And I had at first. I started reporting and reporting, and they would come out. But I think you know. After a while, there's so many they think I'm kooky, and um, you know, and I think I'm kooky. You know, but what do you do? But I, I did. I called the director of Atlanta and said, "Has anybody reported this?" I'm, you know, I had actually at that point joined MUFON Indiana, and I told him who I was, and you know. But then you, you, so you, you, I become, you know, you had to become your own healthcare expert, and I suddenly became my own UFO expert. So of course I get online. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm paying my kids to search the internet for me, and what we found were, um, going back to Atlanta. I would switch directions because I'm thinking, number one, they're balloons. Number two, mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, but they're, some, they're not UFOs because it's, it's crowded Atlanta, you know, midday, and it's a beautiful sunny day. It was in April, and I would change directions, and sure enough, they would start coming around the buildings again. And I ended up, I'm calling friends that I know in Atlanta, get out of your, your building. Can you see, can you look opposite of me? And, and they could see what I was seeing. So... I, I stood on the, it wasn't an alley, it was like a service street, and I knew that they would, and in the pictures you see the top of a building, that is a three-story parking garage, so it wasn't real tall. They would come to the bottom of that, and they would come, and it was across the street, but the street wasn't very wide, and it got to the point when I stood there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so, that I realized that they're not going to come overhead, and for some reason I don't want them to be over my head. I, don't, I think, I don't know if that's just a human instinct, but they would come and they mm. would stop and they would make a formation and then they would go up and disappear. And I'm thinking, so I'm like clicking all these pictures on my iPhone, sending it to every email I've ever had, thinking if I lose one, I'll have another, or, you know, just. And, and so I, I got these formations and then I realized they are making the formation, same formation over and over again. And mm. I thought, how do I let them know that I know what they're doing. And that was the day that I, it was the first day I think I started laughing out loud at a UFO when I had spent two years <laughs> running terrified. Nothing crazy about that. Nothing crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I remember I said to myself, girl, you got to get a lot. Laughing maniacally. Like crazy land here. But I gave them a thumbs up, like, I get it. And I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, I'm giving a thumbs up to a UFO, right? <laughs> and um, they disappeared and that was it. And they were gone. So I took the footage and it was actually my son who found the other footage that other people it was in san antonio texas and i believe new york new york city maybe the newscasters had Mm -hmm. and they had put it on so we set them up side by side and sure enough they line up it's it's an odd looking triangle and i have seen that shape since i have seen them do that since so is it a clue i don't know probably what does it mean i have no idea yeah um People ask me all the time, do they do they give you messages? No. <laughs> you know, do you have dreams? No. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, part of being abducted is a lot of people have dreams. Right. Uh, have you ever thought about being uh, using hypnotherapy or regression? I have, yeah. And I uh, you have you've done it or you've I thought have, about it? I have. You have done it. I have done it, yeah. Oh, so what um what'd you come up with? Are you allowed to tell me? Yeah, I don't think it's a big secret. <laughs> I don't have too many <laughs> secrets here. Um yeah, you know, secret to me right now. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know, um, it it was it was actually one year out because it was the first MUFON symposium in um, Irvine, California, that I went to, and I had read about Barbara Lamb online, and I thought she has must have seen hundreds and thousands of people, so I'll ask her. And, she, and Barbara Lamb, what is what does she do? She's a hypnotherapist. Okay, well respected, well known, and and you know, I, at that point, I'm like, okay, she'll tell me who I am. She'll tell me what's going on here. And I actually, we stayed over a day, and, and she was in my hotel room, and we talked and talked and talked for hours, and I kept saying, no, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want a session. I just want to talk to you. I want to pick your brain. I want, and I wanted her right. to say, Wendy, this happens all the time. Right. And um, I will never forget this. So I, I, I just went over one experience after another, after another, after another. And, and she looked at me, and she's so sweet. She's so kind. And she said, so this has been your entire life. And I... I, there was like this pause, and I said, well, Barbara? And I was thinking, what day is this today? And I said, no, it's been one year almost to the day. And there was total silence in the room. I think she was as shocked, and I was, like, almost embarrassed. And so I just said, I'm just a mom from Indiana. And I remember she said, obviously not. Hmm. And um, so she said, let's, let's try this. 
you know? And so, you know, she just took me through this, you know. So she had not hypnotized you up until that point. Right. And I did not go to be hypnotized. I did not want to be hypnotized. You know, I, you know, I am sure there is validity to it. I'm sure there's probably a way you can measure it, but I deal in numbers and I deal in facts and I don't deal in dreams Mm. and, um, but you know, you know, studies show some incredible things about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting how relaxed you can get. It was interesting how calm you can get. Um, I mean, all your memories. There's nothing factual about your memories. Essentially, your memories are dreams that happen to you. You know, not to sound too really crazy. Deep. Yeah, not to sound too meta. <laughs> wow. No, but I mean, yeah, it, that's mine, and I don't want anyone taking that quote. That's a brilliant quote. I just came over that now. No, but I mean, but seriously, memories are just. It's just a dream that happened to you in real life. That's right. Memories. What separates that from a dream that you? made up in your head that's right wow so you know I, I don't know that there's there isn't anything factual about it but I understand where you're coming from and that makes sense to me right. uh, so, but I mean so what so when you were hypnotized what what happened what you did know, you it, see it, what did they did you know I, you know I just you just start getting in different thoughts of that seemed much more clear than you know you can clear out things in your brain and you know I you know I do believe it I left that building thinking I'm gonna cry. Well, that we all have a, you know, we all own a piece of the puzzle, and it's our job to put them together. And we all have a job to do on this planet. Huh. Um, so that the, I mean, but that's that's a profound thought because then I've thought that too that there's there's a you know there are lots of unexplained phenomenon that everyone experiences, and everyone tries to explain that particular phenomenon, like what is a ghost, what is a UFO, what is a you know what are psychic power, you know, people who can predict the future. These are all things that I look for and I research. Well, what if it's all pieces of a bigger puzzle, which is the energy that connects us all? Right. You know, what if it's people manipulating that energy in various different ways? Right. Um, so then each person is a part of the bigger picture. It's a mosaic, and all we're doing is looking at 10 pictures in that mosaic, but the mosaic is a thousand pictures big. Uh, right. It has a thousand facets to it, right. things we don't know. Um, you know, whether it's science talking about the energy in an atom or if it's lightning coming down, which is under those same restraints, those can be explained in our current level of, of science belief. But what about phenomenon where you know something that happens that you couldn't have known? You know, right. there are people who can predict the future, some, some better than others, but maybe you tap into an energy stream and you see the future because it's, energy flows like a river and some people can tap into it, some people can't. You know, maybe you can tap into a certain aspect that no one else can. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can manifest psychic phenomenon, or maybe you're certifiably crazy. Who knows? It could be either one of these. It could be either one of the spectrum. There's no difference between those we talked. There's no. You know, the only difference is whether it happened or it didn't. Right. Um, So maybe you. Maybe that is the piece that you got. Yeah. So what is your job then? I don't know. <laughs> you know, see, that's so you the came problem. <laughs> I got a job. I mean, and that's so you the came search. out knowing there was that you had it. That, that I had a had job, job. That we all have a job, right? But you don't know what your job is. I don't know what the job you is. Haven't been hired yet. And okay, um, I just got my resume out. No, so <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and and, and the search continues. Yeah. The search, you know, and one of the reasons, as you know, I don't, I don't do shows. I don't. Do, I've been asked to speak at other places. This is an exclusive interview. I forgot it, to mention. This it is. is an yeah, exclusive I just, interview. I'm kind of a private person, kind of a shy yeah. person. But I'm looking for another person who's had experiences like me, and they own a piece of the puzzle. And mm. fortunately, I have the means to fly around the country and help put the puzzle pieces together. That's a goal of mine, and help educate people. And you know, you wonder if you get several pieces together, if we can prove there's something bigger than us, then maybe it'll do some good. Maybe we can help control some of the awfulness down here because we have to look a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just know that this is part of the search. And that is your journey. That is my journey. Um, well, you were talking about reading your minds. Let's tell one story mm. here. You told me um, what is kind of a fantastic story. Gary. Um, about you were talking you told me something about laser pointers and um, government choppers and uh, a UFO being able to read your mind let's go through the story this is a pretty cool story right Um, you know I I don't know days but I know months it was in April April seems to be a very (laughs) 
hyped up UFO time for me. March, April, April beginning Fools. of May. Yeah, yeah that's it. But um, and, and if I wish I would have had a camera that night, but you just sometimes you just don't think about it. Mm. Um, a friend of mine who is very no nonsense, very black and white on life, like a lot of us Midwesterns are, and um, I'd known her for a very long time. And when things started happening, I said, Pam, you're not going to believe this, but this is what's going on. And I remember she said, Wendy, I love you, but I've got to see it for my own eyes. I love people like that because if somebody told me something, I would be like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. But so one night she came over and my friend, Mike Zoyce, had given me, because of this 37 wooded acres behind us, we were seeing balls bounce around in the in our backyard and you and, saw one come out you remember you, you said earlier the one came out flew off the top yeah of that the, was yeah. the diamond the diamond these were these were round orb balls and i um so logically it's the houses behind us it might be 37 you know acres of woods but you know light light's funny and so my friend mike who's an engineer he went and he bought me this green laser pointer that was like military grade you know like go through anything i'm like excellent um, in my neighborhood, <laughs> I am the second house in. So it's pretty easy if you go to the street behind me, you just go, you know, second or third house in, and you've got, we're back to back, right? Uh-huh. So I told Pam, and she goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. I will go park on the street behind you, and you just point your little laser outside the window, and I'll tell you if I could see it. Can the laser, can that light get clear through those 37 acres is what we were trying to do. Hmm. So we thought that would be a good test. And so Pam goes behind me, and we're on our cell phones, and I didn't want to point the laser too long because I'm thinking, if this can go into somebody's living room, how scary is that? So What I'm, color is it? It was green. Green, okay. And it's so, not red. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, but even any color would be like, oh, my God, yeah. right? And so I'm pointing, because we've all seen those movies. And um, so I, I'm pointing the laser, and I'm on the phone going, can you see it? Can you see it? And she goes, no, I can't see it. And then I'm getting a little frustrated. Of course she can. Then I'm starting to, you know, kind of take it back and forth against the woods going, are you sure? And she goes, I'm even in this guy's backyard and I don't see it. I'm like, how can you not see it? So when that happened, pretty soon I hear this. It sounded to me like like when you would watch the old movies, like the boom, 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 of Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that stuff. (laughs) And so I heard this boom, boom, boom. And it came from, I I live on this wooded ravine. And so the whole back of our house is, is windows, it's glass. And it... It comes from the right, and it comes across, and it's it's helicopters. Now, I've never seen anything like that before, but, you know, it's the military. How nice is that? They're like black helicopters? They were black helicopters. I didn't see any writing on them, um, and they sounded loud. And they came across, and right when they were coming across, these red laser beams, like that, 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 like, like gunshots, like thousands of them hit my backyard and went right across as they went across. And I was in shock. And so I'm screaming on the phone to Pam, do you see the laser beams? And she's thinking, I'm thinking of the yellow, the green one right, going, yeah. I don't see the laser beams. And I'm like, how can you not see the laser beams? <laughs> yeah. And so they, they left and they came around and they, they came across again. On the third time, they came to the middle of the glass and they turned and they started heading toward Pam. And I started screaming, can you hear the helicopters? And she goes, yes, I can hear the helicopters, but... What? And she didn't think anything of it. I said, they're headed towards you. They're headed towards you. And she goes, okay. And they went toward her and that was it. And then they were, they were gone. And she said, Wendy, I'm going to go home. And, and I'm like, <laughs> home? You were gonna, did you see the laser beams? Yeah. And she kept saying, no, I didn't see the laser. I'm going to go home. And I said, and that's not like Pam. She's kind of like real energetic. And I'm like, okay. So she left to go home. My sister's with me. She's next to me the whole time. And, um, so we're like, I'm like, okay, what could it be? You know what I think it is? I think probably the military crisscrosses this country all night. They saw a green laser beam, you know, in a little house in Indiana and thought, uh-huh, we're going to show her. And they decided to let red laser beams go because that could be the only logical thing on this planet. You know, we were making up things that it had to be. It had to be military. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, I live in a neighborhood. And, they, boy, they could really pinpoint that, you know, from backyard to backyard. It was just, it was but really But over strange. a laser pointer? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. But, you know, you try to make logic. I mean, what what other explanation do you have? I don't have one. It sounds it sounds crazy. It I mean, sounds if, crazy. But for black you, helicopters? I mean, that's... You're calling out the big guns. I mean, black helicopters are things people that they that they send out. At, like I know any of this, but I would imagine they would send it out for, 
you know, retrieval, something, you know, item retrieval, person right. retrieval, um, elimination of right. targets. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, this I start big thinking, guns. you know, do we, I don't think there, no, my, I don't know. See, I'm like so uneducated on certain things. I don't think there's big military bases in Indiana. I don't think we're known for our military bases like Nevada would be. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, are there military bases nearby? Maybe there's secret military well, Annapolis bases. Well, is, Annapolis is in, that, that's a naval base, I that's guess. A, that's in on the East Coast. No, um, is it? See, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where these bases are. Yeah. But see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether we know if there's yeah, a base yeah. or not. So Here's any, why. They can get anywhere at any time. Yes, that's what they I know. can. That's the and lesson so you go, Okay. So, you know, my sister and I, you know, Pam, Pam went to go home, and I'm thinking, you know what? I get a little arrogant here. I'm an American. I can, I can shoot my green laser beam in my own backyard if I choose to. There and you go. Don't try right. on me. That's right. I'm like, that's right, you know. And I and so I was. The house is up on a ravine, so the, the backyard kind of goes down in the slope. And so I just thought, well, I'll just keep it in my own backyard, right? I'm not going to do the neighbors anymore. I'll just do it in my own backyard. And so I pointed my red, you know, my green laser beam down, and it hit like an edge of this waterfall, goofy little thing we have. And it bounced up to this big white tree that must be 100 years old. I don't even know what tree it is. It has white bark, if anybody knows. But it, it lit up the whole tree red balls. And they were a little bit bigger than tennis balls, but thousands of them lit up this whole tree. And my sister and I are like, wow, look at that. So I'd turn off my green beam, and then I'd turn it back on, and I'd hit it back on like the limestone. And, whoop. and so logically, I go, Linda, what makes green? And I mean, what makes red? I've got the green beam. I, I remember we turned on the lights. I go, maybe there's a red button on here I just don't know about. You know, maybe shining it over the backyard, it looks like there's beams coming down. Maybe there was, there was one button, and it was green. And so I'm like, okay, what makes, you know, red? And I'm like, does blue and green make red? I mean, I'm trying to go back to kindergarten. I can't remember. And so I hit it again. We turn off the lights, and I hit it again. The whole tree lights up these red balls. And if anybody's ever had this experience, please get a hold of me. Because um, I have I've yet to find it yet, and um, and it was silent. There was there was no sound, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. But what happened first is a laser. I remember on the last time the laser beams came first and across the yard, and then the helicopters. And at that point, so the laser beams are not coming from the helicopter. They're not coming from the helicopter. So that's what it was like. The trees kept lighting up. The, the white tree kept lighting up, and this is an enormous tree. This is massive. So, but and then. And then, and then the, the beams across the yard, and then the helicopters came. So my mind is like, oh, okay, we're confused. And uh, then after that, that's when my sister and I were really groggy. And it was kind of like, you would think at that time you'd be calling everybody you ever knew in your whole life and going, you are not going to believe what happened. And it was like, whoa, whoa. You know, and it was like, you know, and then eventually it's like, I'm going to go to bed. And we're like, wow. And I'm, I'm still trying to make logic out of it. And someone experienced this with you, several people. Yeah. Well, well, I'll have to tell you what Pam happened later on to Pam, and then but my sister, she was there. I mean, experienced all of it with me. We went to bed, and, and I, in my head, I, I'm always going. There has to be military. It's just we just don't know what they can do. And um, but in the double back of my head, I'm thinking it can't be. It can't be true. And it, it was the following night when, um, you know, my house was totally quiet. I do animal rescue. I do dog rescue. I put my dogs to bed. Everybody else was in bed. And I had been jumpy all day long just because, you know, your mind has to work out things. It just doesn't instantly go, oh, that's the answer. And it kind of went from, I'm going to insist that this is military because that's just too odd. And talk about being in your own backyard um, to kind of thinking, oh, hell no, that this can't be real. And um, so the following night, I remember I put the dogs to bed and I was in the kitchen and I thought to myself, all I have to do is walk from my kitchen through my living room into my bedroom and I thought Wendy do not look out those windows whatever you do <laughs> do not look out those windows and um I got about halfway through the living room I could not help myself <laughs> I mean just, just a little bit I didn't turn my whole head yeah. it was just a little bit and um the second the second I looked I just just that exact second the beams came across and right after the beams that look I'm like I'm there now <laughs> here they yeah. are the yeah. helicopters came and I am you know it's gotten to a point where I always tell myself to stay calm how big how wide reference it to something you know and I always tell myself you're a scientist and you can freak out later on but right now you're a scientist is, is mm. what I tell myself and and I'm like okay how big how wide you know reference it to something 
and I watched him go across, you know, my whole, whole back windows, and it got almost to the end, and out of the back of one of these helicopters, this thing pops out. I referenced it to a flare. I also referenced it to, a, it reminded me of the Adam chemical, like a cartoon that you see that the loops the flip around. The, yeah. yeah, the sign. It looked like that, it was pastel in color. Um, and it reminded me of almost colors that I saw in the Blue Diamond. Um, it flew out of the helicopter? It flew out of the back of one of these helicopters, and I, and I thought, oh great. So, and it started falling very slow, and I believe it started heading toward the house, but I was not gonna stay around to see. So I start screaming and um, got my sister up out of bed. By the time she got out of bed, it was gone. Um, and the other half of that night was, it would take two hours to explain, but we had an enormous craft go over the house. And crazy nights at Wait, hold on, hold on. You can't, house. hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah. just stop it there. So yeah. what do you mean an enormous craft flew over the house? Well. I, um, we, we, we do have a limited amount of time, but right. I want to hear about... Right. Um, you know, and I actually, I'll be very honest, I didn't see it, but my sister is very... She's much more logical than I am, if you can imagine, but um, she was... This sounds awful. She was living in the basement, but we have a really nice basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big right. open staircase. I always tell people, I bought my sister in the basement. Go in yeah. the basement. And I would kid her, go in the basement one day. You didn't chain her in the basement. Go chain you? you to the basement, yeah. yo. We got a nice basement. Anyway, so I go flying down the stairs, getting her out of bed, saying, oh my gosh, the beams are back. And so she gets out of bed, and all of a sudden, and you know, I have a pretty big house. The front end starts vibrating. This is, you know, Midwest, all the houses are brick. And um, it was like, it was just vibrating. Where the, I remember the wall, which is on the front of the house of her bedroom, was like shaking. You could hear this, and I thought, oh my God, I thought an airliner was going to go down the front yard is what it reminded me of. I thought, what wow. a perfect night. I've got laser beams in the backyard, <laughs> and I've got an airplane that's going to crash in the front. That's what. It, that's immediately what I thought, and we were in shock. So she goes flying. She has no fear. I'm the scaredy cat of the family. She went flying up the staircase and ran out the front door and is screaming, oh, my God, it's enormous. It's enormous. I was so terrified at that point. I got up half the staircase and I sat on the staircase and I started crying. I just said, no more, no more. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. And um, she was screaming, Wendy, you can see the end of it. You can see the end of it. And I was, I couldn't, I couldn't. So she saw it. She saw it, I did not. So, you saw, so she saw a craft go over. Yeah. And, and she this is after was, the helicopters are involved. This is. This is right after that second night. And she said it was enormous, like football filled enormous. And I am. Um, that was probably the one, one of the few nights that I just, I sat down and cried. That wow. I didn't want to play anymore. I didn't know what they wanted with me anymore. Yeah. And uh, the next day, um, we got online and I started trying to find shapes. You know, did it look like this? Did it look like that? And the only thing it looked like that, when I pointed out, like, the stealth bomber. Yeah, I was going to say it sounded like a stealth bomber. Yeah, yeah but so she said it was enormous, just as big as you could possibly and yeah. hovering, like not going fast. No, it went over. It went right. over, and it was headed, I can tell you, it's southwest. And, and I can remember her saying, you can see the end of it. Get up here. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'd been through too much at that point. Nope. <laughs> and now to this day, that's the one thing where I'm like, ah, I can't believe it. Yeah. Now that's where I've changed. Now I'd be like, yeah. yeah you, you, know? to you totally wussed out there. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't yeah. have stopped, but I would still be behind, behind somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Here, stand in front of me. So what happened to Pam? You know, it was really interesting. She was she was actually our family nanny for 18 years, and she used to always come over every year with for my kids and make Christmas cookies. And so she came over, um, you know, several months later. I mean, months later, and we were talking so about. So you didn't know what happened until several didn't months know. later. Yeah, didn't you know? She just, you know, we didn't talk about it. Or we didn't talk, or you know, and we got talking one day about it. And I said, Pam. What did you see? And I, I don't want to ever tell people, did you see the triangle? Mm. Did, and I always say, what yeah. did you see? And I said, remember the night of the laser beams? And that was the first night that I told her what had happened. And I said, when I said the helicopters are coming towards you, what did you see? And she, I'll never forget this. She said, quote, she said, Wendy, I don't want to mess up your research. And I, I said, Pam, there, there's no wrong answers here. There's no wrong answers. And she said, I thought I could almost see like the person in them and then it tilted up and it looked like a triangle and it took off. And I, I just, I shook my head. I, I knew, you know, you see triangles, 
you hear about them all the time. I've seen a few. Yeah. And um, and I just said I understand. And it's almost like she doesn't want to talk about it. Like she will. Like you, you could interview her and she would talk about it. But I think she's very stunned. She's a very grounded person. Yeah. Um. And, and so you know that that whole time was was extraordinary. But you know, to me, it was the atom that came out of the back of that helicopter. That's when I knew it was UFO. That's when I knew they could read my mind. Mm. That's when I believe they gave me a clue with that atom. But you know, somebody give me some more clues. You know, I'm not good on game shows. I just, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's you know, I mean, it's almost like it could be something where maybe they put that image in your head. Right. You know, if the mine and my sisters. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying that it happened, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I've never heard of any of that stuff before. Yeah. Uh, well, that's crazy. We have to end there on that amazing story. Uh, and I want to part stop with a quote that you gave me before. Um, and th- this is the way you describe yourself: is that you said maybe you just know where to look. You know, maybe these things mm-hmm. happen all the time, but you're you're that's what you're plugged into, and right. that you just know where to look. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen some things. But nothing like that. Right. Uh, obviously, with the the last story, it's not really hard to know where to look. But the other right. stuff, you know, the stuff, the triangles you've taken pictures of, I've seen them. I mean, it's amazing. Right, right. Maybe that's it. You know, and if, if someone has had anything similar to this or has had not just one event but several events and, you know, you don't have dreams, it's just very logical and you have photographs or you're, you're just a person. I keep saying I'm just a mom. That's, that's what I am. You know, get a hold of me at myufoconnections at gmail. Myufoconnections at gmail. Yeah, and I'll put it on the with website. An yeah. And that's so that's for people that you want to talk. This is gets to you personally, and it gets you want to, to me personally, and you want yeah. to collect these and find out people that right. are having same experiences. So what is it again? UFO. My UFO connections. My all one word. Uh huh. At gmail. And I'll put that on the website. Um, well, that is all the time we have, Wendy. I cannot thank you enough. This has been amazing. Um, thank you. And uh, these are just. This is just a, a an area that I, I know nothing about, and I love hearing about. You know, and I and don't either. <laughs> you know that that's the thing. It's just I can only tell you. I can yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, I'm still learning. Yeah. And who knows? Um, all right. We'll, we'll leave it there. Thank you, and uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great night. Thanks. <laughs>